0: Alive, it's
1: alive. It's alive. alive.
2: Hey there, you podcast maniacs. It's by Brown from BBTAS. Are you out
0: there looking for something that's a little different? Say a little bit of strange? Tired of all those shows out there that are sad, lame, and mundane? Then I got something for you. Tune in 9 Eastern every Friday night at AverageJoeShow.com. Join in
2: with hosts Corey Charette and Ward Miller, along with a mystery guest. If you don't mind
0: jumping in the swimming and swimming in a hot mess of attitudes and opinions, then Average Joe Show is for you.
2: Do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Average Joe Show, episode number 64. Of course, you can catch us online at AverageJoeShow.com. Our email is still talk at And, of course, Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. And our new voicemail number, area code 813-915-6390. You can leave comments, questions, gripes, complaints right there. And, of course, with me this week, as always, is my friend, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on over there?
2: Hey, what's happening, Corey?
1: Same old, same old. You know how it is. Another day. Getting ready uh, for the
0: definitely. getting
1: ready for the long weekend. Uh, we're recording on the Friday before Martin Luther King Day on Monday, so I get a nice three-day weekend out of it.
2: That's sweet. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> I got a four-day weekend because I didn't work today.
1: Well, speaking of the thing, funny thing. is, I was talking to a guy at work yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, it's so great. only got to work one more day for a three-day weekend. He's like... What do you mean? We don't have to work. (laughs) We don't have to work Monday. He's like, oh, shit. I would have come into work if no one told me. So you shouldn't have said a damn word. Well, that was the thing. That would have been been funnier. (laughs) That would have been the best. Can you imagine pulling into the parking lot? Nobody here. What the fuck's going on? He he drives.
2: (laughs) Was there a bomb scare that I'm not aware of?
1: Oh yeah. That's the thing. And he drives like an hour and fifteen minutes to get to work to start. Oh, that's even better. That's the best. Could you imagine you leave the house at like seven, seven fifteen to get to work, eight thirty? What the fuck? And then you get back home <laughs> and it's it's like, you know, ten o'clock. Like, fuck. Waste the whole morning getting up, showering. Fuck that shit. And Joining us this week is our guest host, first time on the show, and hopefully not the last. Guy who I've talked to actually a lot over the last several months on Twitter Facebook or whatever from Brian says.com, Brian Lee, Brian, what's going on over there?
0: Oh, just hanging out.
1: And for you kitties out there with the maps, you can color in the state of Texas because Brian is from the great state of Texas. Now, now Brian, are you a Cowboys fan?
0: Um, when well, I was, to ni- it was nice. Ha- <laughs> it was
1: nice having you on the show, Brian. <laughs>
0: Well, I am from Dallas, so I have to give props to the Dallas Cowboys.
1: All right. I'll give you that. You're, you're from Dallas. I, I think, Ward, we can kind of give him that one. He's from the area.
2: Yeah. Uh, you get a pass. And But, you know, seeing as they're still in the playoffs, I'm not going to say anything. But as soon as they lose to Brett Favre, I'm going to laugh. Um,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping to see uh, the Cardinals play the Vikings in the playoffs.
2: Nah. All right. the, the, Cardinals, the Cardinals shouldn't be there, uh, especially with the game that they played against uh, the Packers. The Packers, I mean, neither team showed up with a defense. And that touchdown that was scored wasn't, shouldn't have been called a touchdown. The, the refs totally blew that because Aaron Rodgers was face-masked
1: uh-huh.
2: as, as he fumbled the ball. So the face-mask occurred before the fumble. So the penalty would have given them the ball 15 yards further ahead. The rest blew the call totally and, you know, and, and kind of screwed the Packers out of it. I don't think that, you know, I, I'm one of the old school guys that believes offense wins games, defense wins championships mm-hmm. and Arizona don't have the defense to win the championship.
1: Oh, I, I don't think so either. I just want to see Favre against Warner.
2: I'd rather see, uh, well, you can't see Favre against Warner because they're both NFC.
1: Well, in the playoffs, I'm not talking Super. Oh no, no, no! Mm-hmm. I'd rather
2: I'd rather see uh, Favre against uh, Garcia. The, no, the Saints. Oh. Drew Brees, that would be a much better game. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I because that way, I mean, because you know, you think about it. The Saints got the running game. The Saints got the passing game. You know, I mean, both of those teams are mirror images of each other. I think that that would be, you know. Far of playing his doppelganger. It would be a decent game.
1: Yeah. But enough, enough about sports. This isn't the average sports show. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know, average, by the way, speaking of which, did you know the average Joe is a sports show on ESPN radio? Ooh. Yeah, they could not buy the dot com, so they had to buy the dot net for their radio show. Nice. I you had the first, right? Yeah, I had the dot. I've always owned the dot. I never bought the rest of my own, bought the dot com. Well, like two and a half, three years ago now, and I bought it for this podcast. And some reason, about it, about six months ago, I was Googling, and I saw net, and I clicked, on like, son of a bitch, ESPN could not get the .com, fuck you very much.
0: Well, you, you oh, know, that, that site looks like ass. You know, the, <laughs> the,
2: thing other thing that's, the other thing that could be cool, though, is that could be driving traffic to us because they're advertising it on TV. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering, and someone's like, what the fuck is this shit, you know? Yeah, this has absolutely nothing to do with sports. It's it's all about, you know, sex and stuff. Sex, and stu- Nazis, sex, and boobs. Sex and stupid people, Nazis, and boobs.
1: Yeah, the usual. But, you know, I, I thought of it on that side too because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm programmed when someone gives me a website, I assume it's .com. Right. You know, I mean, that that's in my blood. Everything's .com.
2: Well, yeah, because usually everything is. You very seldom see a, you know… I mean even an advertisement on TV for you know dub 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 you know insert name
1: dot everything's.com. Yeah, except for your except for your nonprofits which are .org which you expect anyway. Yeah.
0: No, but if I'm looking for a domain name and I see somebody else has a .com, I don't want to buy a .net. I want to look for another name.
1: Yeah. That's that's the way I am. .com always comes first. I mean that's the definitive website you know, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this on Facebook, uh, but our friend Byer Brown, that man stepped up to the plate again for me. I asked I, I asked him for a simple favor, I said, if you get a chance, can you make a little audio you know, snippet saying that we're going to do the live show? And this guy really blew us out of the water. Did you see this online, Ward, at all?
2: No, I didn't see it.
1: Oh, yeah. you will got to check it out. I'll have the links in He Oh, you know, I saw it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, it's funny. I I I got the audio first, and I listened to the audio, and I was like, oh, what? he – he, first of all, he starts off with a clip from Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks film. And he puts some great sounds in it, and he just does the voice for it. And, and Byron Brown has got an awesome voice, as, as I've been uh, saying.
2: Absolutely. I, I'm really looking forward to getting him on the show. Oh, yeah. We need so, to – So Yeah, we definitely need to get – I mean as much stuff as he's done you know, uh, for the show – and you know, not being affiliated with the show, I mean, community is everything, and I've said that all along. And our community rocks. You know, when you got somebody like like Byer that's just willing to jump in and do whatever, you know, I mean, he's done graphics for us, he's he's done promos for us. I, I think that's awesome.
1: And I, and I do too. And I just I just shot him an email two days ago. I said, hey hey Buyer, if you get a chance, could you just say, hey Average Joe shows live because I like his voice. And he's like, here you go. I threw this together, and it was just like. He threw that together. I wish
0: love. That's to. awesome.
1: I would love to hear what he sounds like when he's actually putting an effort into something. You know, spending the <laughs> time. I mean, not an effort, but spending the time and really well, nurturing.
2: Well, what's what's funny though is I met him at uh, PodCamp Pittsburgh, and uh, he he approached me and he's like, "You're Ward from the Average Joe Show." I says, "Yeah," he, and he introduced himself and he that voice that you hear on the air is his voice. That's how he talks. He got that
1: real cool.
2: Deep deep kind of booming voice. voice. Yeah, but it's real deep and real. It's I wish I had a voice like that. It's oh, it's awesome.
1: I, I do too. So uh, well, let's let's give him some love. Go to buyerbrowntechandstuff.wordpress.com. And don't worry, we'll have it in the show notes on the side. Friends of AJS. All our friends are there. Even Brian's website. We just I don't know if I put it up yet, but it will be up before the show is up, so don't make sure oh, you awesome. check it out. Yeah, always, definitely. We show we should love for all our friends out there. And speaking of friends, Remember last week we had Chrissy on the show? Yes.
2: Chrissy did a great job, too. She, she did a, I, I, didn't, sh- I didn't get a chance to say that you know, on the air last week, but she did a, a fantastic job. I, I, I look forward to having her back on the shows, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think I sent her like 20 emails this last week saying she just kicked ass. Well, yes, she, she did. She got the bug so much. She's already trying to get two other friends to be on the show, uh, Jennifer McCarthy and Bevan Hannigan.
2: Is that Jenny McCarthy from? Um,
1: yeah, I thought the same thing at first. I'm like, no, it's not Jenny McCarthy. But if it was, hello. That,
0: yeah, that would be. That would be awesome. awesome.
1: That'd be awesome. We'll do a live show. I'll go to wherever she lives. If it's yeah. <laughs> Ward'll be like, all right, let's go. But uh, yeah, so those two are hopefully going to be on the show soon. They're very in- interested. It's just you know scheduling things. And uh, he was also on uh, Mitchell Heyman, who was uh at the live uh, podcast we did on December 23rd in the chat room. He's going to be on episode 68 on February 12th. It's another one. So we've got, you know, potentially three new people coming on the show. That's great. I mean, this year it's already, we'll have up to five new people already joining, joining the family. And that's just, hey, 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 we're right in up,
0: February. what's that? Your show's blowing up.
1: I, you know, it really is. You get one person that gets the bug. Cause it's funny as I go out there, say, Hey, you want to do the show? Oh, I'm kind of scared. And it's like, what is there to be scared of? Really? Besides me and Ward. What is there else to be scared of other than
2: <laughs> And And no matter where you are, usually I'm hundreds of miles away, except Byer. Byer would be, be the only one who would be close to me.
1: <laughs> he won't let you know where he lives either. No, he, he refused to tell me where he lived. <laughs> All I know, he's in the Pittsburgh area. Exactly. Okay. Oh, wait, you, yeah. you forgot one other announcement. What is that? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Next say week it. we're live.
2: Knock next on week. wood. Yes, next week we're going to be live. We're going to have a chat room up. So if you're not going to be on the show and participating that way, you can participate through the chat room. Uh, feel free to jump on, ask us questions live. We'll, we'll answer stuff live. We'll, we'll, we'll make this as totally insane as we can, but we can't do it without you guys. So make a note, a mental note, write it down, put it on a sticky tablet, whatever it takes. Next week, the Average Joe Show will be live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And... Corey has a link, and it's going to be averagejoshowcom dot slash live, and that's where we'll be. Come in, jump in the chat room, you know, chat us up, whatever. Uh, let's let's make this a, a whole community type thing. Let's get the whole community involved, and everybody, you know, if, if you can't be on the air with us, you can you can be in the chat room, you know, and, and comment on what we're talking about. That,
0: that sounds like l- it's gonna be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for fun. Let, let's make this as nuts as it can be. We, yeah. I missed the last one, and it, and, it, and it really pissed me off that that I missed all all the the. the oh, fun. I
0: was in there in the chat room.
1: Yeah, and I missed it. So
0: that's how I called Brian pre-
1: out. That's how I called Brian out. It's like you're coming on the show, right? <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so laughs> exactly. That's that's what we'll do. We'll recruit
2: people from the chat room. We'll we'll do as much crazy shit as we can, because it, to me, being live is going to be the 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 coolest thing we've ever done.
1: And, and like I said before, I'll say it again, the energy level goes up so much when you know you're doing it in front of, you know, an audience.
2: Yeah, and I'm half crazy to begin with,
0: so it's really going to be awesome. Oh. You also, you also get instant feedback, which is kind of cool. Exactly.
1: And that's what I want. I want. I want to interact. I want some more. I want to know what's going on right when we do it. If we screw up something, we we'll go, oh, next week, mental note, don't do that. Because you know how it is. Sometimes you listen to podcasts, you say. I want to, I want to leave a comment or something like that. And then, you know, by the time you get home, you're like, what, 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 what was I supposed to do? <laughs> it's true. It's like, ah, fuck it. But if we get people there. We could, they can tell us what they like, what they don't like. I'm going to like that. The show's going to mold right in front of the, their eyes.
2: Yeah. Cause you know, I don't, I, I get distracted real easy by like shiny objects and the, the chat room will be my new shiny object. Ooh, so rabbit. Ooh, yeah <laughs> exactly so somebody could say something in the chat room that'll take me down a totally different rat hole and it won't be no big deal
1: and, and one last thing about this uh someone did send me an email and, and asked this question and i'm going to just say it out here again don't worry the show is still recorded and it's still going to be released the weekends you're you, just because we're doing it live doesn't mean we're going to neglect the people that can't be there with us absolutely so don't I mean, don't worry
2: yeah like i said we're all about the average Joe show community. And people have asked us, you know, why don't you do this live? So we're doing it live for the fans that wanted it live. But we're also going to keep, you know, doing it the way we've always done it for the fans that just can't make it, you know, on Friday nights. And, but they still want to check out the show. So we got, you got the best of both worlds going on.
1: Okay. Let's start with the show. Ward's got the first story, and it comes from the great state of, that's right, boys and girls, Florida.
2: I think that we should actually, you know, we always say that we have the Nazi stories and the the boob stories and the, you know, sex stories. I actually think that every week we should have at least one Florida story because nothing is as crazy as it is in Florida. That's not hard to do.
1: (laughs) No, exactly. It really isn't. It's too easy, actually.
2: Uh, But a family becomes ill from fumes while using a grill to stay warm in St. Petersburg a 77-year-old man and his 72-year-old wife and their 41-year-old daughter. <laughs> that, that Just that statement really fucked me up. Uh, they were treated by St. Petersburg Fire and Rescue and paramedics. According to St. Petersburg Fire, the family was using the grill to heat their home because electricity was out. Now, folks, <laughs> if you have a grill... And it doesn't say, you know, if it was a charcoal grill, but I'm assuming. uh, Well, I don't know, because it says that the hazardous materials measured carbon monoxide at 176 parts per million. Could be a gas grill. Yeah, it could be a gas grill. But in either case, anything that burns creates carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide will kill you. That's why your furnace has a vent to vent out the carbon monoxide. So, if, if you get a little chilly, don't don't light a fire in your living room.
0: <laughs> can we That's say just, dumb fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean even even if you have a a, a a chimney, the chimney still vents out through the the roof. So you're not keeping the carbon monoxide in. You know when you you fire up the grill in, inside the living
1: room. <laughs> I mean, how trashy can that be?
2: You might be a redneck if you if you light a uh, hibachi in your living room to keep
0: you warm. Well, here- and you and you live in Florida.
2: <laughs> yeah. But- well, I can understand that because in Florida, I'm sure that they don't have real kick-ass furnaces. Like I, I live in Pittsburgh and it gets freaking cold, so I got a pretty kick-ass furnace. So when I kick my furnace on, it might be minus ten outside, but it's you know 72 in my house.
1: Well, well, here's the thing though, in Florida, you know, living there for a while. All the houses that had heat, it was all central heat or electric heat. There was no oil heat. So you needed electricity to keep your house nice and warm. And uh, yeah, I don't know how long their electricity was out, but I know and, – and Ward, I know you can attest. You've had nights where the elec- you lose electricity during the middle of winter. You just bundle up with more clothes. Yeah. Well, I mean plain and simple. Well, no. I'm not going to fire up the hibachi
2: in my bedroom.
1: And you know you know it's funny is I, you know what's funny is I hear this story, and it's like those people that like heat up their car with the garage door closed. It's the same idea. you're sucking in fumes, you're gonna kill yourself, motherfuckers.
0: No, what I don't understand is why don't they go for a space heater? why do they go? Hmm, let me get my uh my grill from the back and bring it inside. Yeah, that makes well, sense. The
1: electricity I mean, was out. The electricity <laughs> was out. That's the problem. If your electricity's oh, out right. you can't do that. I mean you could buy a generator, but the generator would have to be outside. You can get a
0: kerosene heater. No, that's true.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how e- but here's the thing. How easy is it to get stuff like that in Florida? They don't have a lot of heaters in Florida. Yeah. That's you can't true. just go to you can't just go to Walmart and buy a heater. You know, my <laughs> father was my father was saying this as a matter of fact I talked to him a few days ago he says they don't sell a lot of heaters in Florida there might be one or two on the shelf just because not like up here like in Jersey where you know the air conditioners are put away in like October November and all the heaters are put in this aisle and there's like 100 different types of heaters yeah you know, I, there's the a lot heaters
0: to, yeah cuz I uh, you know I live here in Texas where it's usually warm in the winter and for some reason this winter it's been cold So I was installing a gas heater in our uh, fireplace, and I needed some global warming. Right, (laughs) but I was at Lowe's to get some more stuff for the fireplace, and everything was gone. That was fireplace related, completely empty.
1: Well, it's just like like these uh, these hurricanes and stuff, or the bad storms. You know, people like, oh my god, I think I better buy the water and the batteries and all that shit now, since the storm is going to be here in a couple hours. Instead of you know. Preparing ahead, you know, you well, don't you don't expect it to get cold down south.
2: Well, you know, it's funny though. Uh, in Pittsburgh, especially, they'll call and they'll say, you know, there's going to be a big snowstorm starting tomorrow, and blah blah blah. And the to me, the humorous thing to do is go to the grocery store just to watch the people go crazy, you know, getting bread, milk, eggs. And, you know, like toilet paper, like they're going to be bundled up in their house forever and just make <laughs> French
1: toast. Well, that's the thing. I don't understand.
2: Well, French toast prevents major snowstorms. You didn't realize that. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, I think we just found our first sucker guest on the show <laughs> here, Brian. <it's> like, <laughs> really? Let me write that down. French toast.
0: French toast.
1: It's those damn French. Damn them.
2: That's right. They, they hold all the global warming.
1: Well, moving on to the next story, Brian's got another Florida story for us.
0: All right, sticking with the Florida theme, uh, this story is uh, about a 12-year-old who robs a store with a toy gun. Um, I can't pronounce the name of that town, the Funiac Springs, Florida. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, 12-year-old boy was arrested after allegedly pointing what turned out to be a toy gun at a convenience store clerk in northern Florida. Um, the sheriff said that the boy walked into the store... Uh, pointed a wooden-barreled long gun at the clerk and demanded money from the cash register. Um, After handling him an undisclosed amount of money, the clerk told deputies the boy said thank you and left. Uh, (laughs) This is hilarious. And then a a deputy on patrol saw the boy walk in the street. The boy attempted to run before being stopped. Um, And the story say they found the money and the toy gun. Uh, And this is just crazy. This is the typical Florida story. Well, I think that part of it comes from the
2: fact that these convenience store clerks are conditioned, that somebody says, I have a gun, they see something that looks like a gun, they just hand them money. You know, I don't want to be shot. Here is everything in the cash drawer.
0: Well, it's yeah. a wooden-barreled long gun.
2: <laughs> yeah. But the, the, my point is that the, the clerk just sees something that looks similar to a gun, and he's not going to challenge it, even though it's a 12-year-old. He's like, here's all my money. Don't shoot me. Go away.
1: Yeah, but but are you are are you gonna sacrifice your seven dollar an hour job just in case? No,
2: I, I, and that's my point. That's what I was saying. If they're conditioned to the fact that shit, I don't really care. You know, uh, there isn't nothing in this job worth me getting shot over.
1: Well, you know, being a child, <laughs> take, the, oh, take the cash register. Go. Well, being a child of the '80s, when toy guns looked like real guns, I thought they they were starting to put like orange tips and. Shit oh yeah. on these guns to make them look fake because cops would be killing people. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, in fact, that. that's no. a law.
2: It is a that law. Was, yeah, that was a law that, that that they could not look realistic.
1: So, I mean, either 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 the guy behind the counter is mentally retarded or this kid took a toy gun and jerry-rigged it to look like a real gun. I mean, I mean, what else could it be?
0: I would have liked to have seen the picture of it, though.
1: Well, that's the thing, too. But this is Florida, though. Yeah, you know, fuck. Can you believe it, man? I mean, when I was 12 years old, it was like I don't even know what I was doing. It was like I don't want to think about stealing money.
0: Yeah, you know, that's the first thing I would. Uh, that's the last thing I would do. Would go go into a store with a toy gun.
1: Jesus Christ! They got the internet. At least watch porn or something. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we didn't even have that growing up. No, we
0: were spoiled.
2: St- yeah, we had to go steal Playboy's.
1: Ah, Playboys. Back in the day.
2: And poor- I can tell you had a soft spot for Playboys.
1: Actually, I had a hard spot for Playboys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I had that. I was going to go there, and I thought uh, um. I, I was going to take the high road, not go there, and, and you went running in with both feet. So.
1: Oh, I had to. Come on. I had to. But you know what's funny, though, is another, another pain-in-the-ass kid story. This one's actually from uh, Brian's Neck of the Woods in Houston. Uh, A school district in Dallas had suspended a four-year-old boy from pre-kindergarten class because his hair is too long and does not want his parents to cut it. This little boy, you go to averagejoeshire.com and take a look at this little boy, and this is a boy. He doesn't want his hair cut, so they kick him out of school. He doesn't want his hair cut, not his parents. He doesn't want to cut.
2: Yeah. When you're four,
0: you don't make decisions. Yeah. That could be bad parenting right there.
1: That's that is. You know what? My son is six years old and he wants a mohawk.
0: No, no. You can't make decisions yet. <laughs> no.
1: And look at this kid. He looks like a little fucking girl. Yeah, he looks like a little shit. He looks like he needs his ass beat. He just got that look on his face like fuck you all world.
2: Wow, dude, you have some very serious issues tonight. When it comes <laughs> to <this, laughs> you, you're wanting to fist fight a four year old. Calm down.
1: Look at Look at his face. Oh yeah, but looks, it doesn't mean a, he, he
0: looks. like he's ready to shit his pants. Yeah, I think it, it doesn't, doesn't look, look like it. I want to punch him.
1: <laughs> I don't want to punch him, but he's got that look like "fuck you all." I mean, it's really look at him. I mean, his parents won't even cut his hair. I mean, are they afraid of him? Uh, you know, you,
2: you don't you can't tell. Maybe he's like you know. Um, but but
0: no, but kids nowadays they can they can threaten more than when we were growing up. Well, can, I think oh, I'm going to call protective services or something, you know, well,
2: you know, that, that's what's funny. My kids did that shit because apparently they told them out in school, you know,
0: well, that's and the they thing. said, well, I'm going to call, you know,
2: protective service. I go ahead. All that means is I get one less child. I got to worry about.
1: I hand them the phone. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you. What are they going? I don't lose. I win. Yeah, I, I seriously. <laughs> I say I, say, and, I play you know, to win. I say that I win. They take you away. Do you yeah. win or do I win? Think about that when you call, and, and right. that's like, yeah, never mind. I'm not gonna play your call your bluff.
2: And but I think part of it too comes from, you know, f- a, a lot of the people that are parents now grew up under Mister Rogers, and this is my Mister Rogers theory. Mister Rogers told everybody that you are special. You're not special. You're just like fucking everybody else. And because he conditioned you to believe that you are special and and your opinion actually fucking matters. The parents now are, you know, were those kids. So they're saying, oh, little Jimmy's special and he should, you know, he's better than everybody else and he's special. He's not special. He's just like every fucking buddy else. And if you treat him like everybody else, if everybody else in the the classroom has the same, you know, got their hair cut because that's a prerequisite apparently and little Jimmy doesn't want it, little Jimmy's kicked out. You know, I mean – that's the problem with with today is you know all the kids that grew up with Miss you know with Mister Rogers and you know you're special you're a special snowflake and blah 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 <laughs> they're the ones that are I mean they're the ones that are catching hell the the people that are my age who didn't have to you know put up with Mister Rogers you know it's like okay if I want something I got to go work for it I'm not entitled to anything and 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 it's almost a, and that's what it is it's a feeling of entitlement. And I don't understand why. Why? Why do you feel like you're entitled to something? You know, this, this kid is not entitled to have long. Well, he's entitled to have long hair, by the Constitution. He can do whatever he wants. as a freedom of well, speech.
0: Have you and read the part, parents' comments on the rest no. of the story? No. It says, "I don't think it's right to hold a child down and force him to do something." Said Mr. Poo, a child I think uh, that's a tattoo artist. Poo. Whatever. Uh, Tattoo artist.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let me guess. He's got probably tattoos up and down both arms across his neck and all that shit too. Oh, wait a minute. Force a child? It's called life. You know what, buddy? You get a job, guess what? You've got to follow rules. Welcome to life. Seriously.
2: Yeah. There are rules.
1: It doesn't matter. You know, When we were kids, we're like, oh, I can't wait to grow up and do whatever I want. Uh, I hate to tell you. Nope. You still gotta follow rules. I go to work. I still gotta follow the rules at work, kid. Suck it up. Big fucking babies out there.
2: Tonight is Corey bitter night.
1: Really? Seriously? <laughs> when this kid goes get, goes for a job and they say no, what's he gonna do? Oh, uh, mommy. You know? Yeah, it, he's gonna be forty one years old. Kids he's gonna be forty one
2: years old, living with his parents.
1: Yeah, lighting up a grill in in, in Florida.
2: Yeah. No, I hope he's doing it in Dallas because they're still gonna be sequestered there.
1: Okay, so, yeah. But still, it's <laughs> it's like, come on. You know what? Kids are special, like, you know, but you don't treat them like they're the fucking, you know, knee, uh, bee's knees. You're, they're not the best goddamn thing in the world. Like, you are holier than thou. We are going to pray to you every fucking day. You know what? That's the real world out there. There are assholes out there that are going to treat you like shit. Guess what? Toughen up, kid.
0: Yeah, you got to earn your respect.
1: You do. You really do. The world is not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Okay.
2: (laughs) Moving on on the court. tonight's
1: show. (laughs) Speaking of families, uh, Savannah, Georgia. This is uh, over in Barb's neck of the woods. Uh, uh, The Army on uh, Wednesday, a few days ago, filed criminal charges against a 21-year-old single Army cook mom, Alexis Hutchinson, because she refused to deploy to Afghanistan in November. Arguing that she had no family that could take care of her infant son, so they're going after her. The well, and they should. F- well, the they- thing is, the thing is in the in the military is you have to have a, pl- a plan of action. I don't know what the exact wordage is in here, but you have to have a plan for when you're deployed, where are your children going to go. Single parents are in the military. We can go. Your children going to go. And she said, "Well, my mom's going to take care of of him." The thing was, mom took care of him for like a week at one other time, and she's like, oh, I can't handle it. So she's like, I'm not going to go because no one can take care of my son. Well,
2: then the Army has every right to file charges against her, and they have every right to bring her up on charges and throw her ass in jail. Right. Or, you know, whatever they're going to do, dishonorably discharge, whatever. The, The point is, and there's all these people out there that are going, well, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to go to war. No, you signed up for the Army. That's what the army does. Well,
0: the you know, army has a, an investment in you when you're when you're in the military.
2: Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you think about it, from from the time that you enlist, they invest just through basic training thousands of dollars in you. You know, and then once you go through your school, whatever your school is, there's another, there's more thousands of dollars. All right. But the the bottom line is, you signed a contract. You said for the next X number of years, you know, two, four, six, whatever your enlistment was, for the next X number of years, I'm going to be a member of the United States military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. They all have the same contract that you sign. And it says that I, I will, you know, do what I'm told when I'm told the way I'm told to do it for all. I mean, paraphrasing it, of course. But when you have somebody that goes, well, you know, I only joined up so I could go to college. You still joined the fucking army. You still have to do what they tell you. If they tell you you're going to deploy to Iraq or Afghanistan, that's where you're going. Right. The same as if they would tell you, OK, you're going to deploy to Germany. You know, you're still not going to have a babysitter. The fact that you elected to have a child, you know, while a member of the military, that's your problem. The military doesn't have any reason to have to take care of your kid.
1: Well, you know, you know what I like. First of all, is in this whole story, you don't hear anything about the father of the child. Right. You know. Secondly, she's 21 years old, and her son is just about to turn one. So,
2: well, she know? had the kid. Apparently, she had the kid while she was in. Yeah. So she. So, was so she. She should have known this is coming. This, these are the rules, and I, I'm. I'll guarantee she's using this kid. She's going to try and use this kid so she can get out of going to do her duty.
1: Oh, she will get out of going to do her duty. She'll be dishonorably discharged, and she'll never be able to get a decent job ever again.
0: Yeah, so she's screwing herself both and, ways.
1: And screwing herself and her son. Good going, mom. Jesus, we got dumbass kids and dumbass parents tonight. This
2: is the Corey is better show. Thanks for tuning in.
1: <laughs> it's my week to be pissed off. You know, I always get upset at stupid parents of stupid kids. It's just, you know, and this is, a, you know, like we said before, me and Ward both been in the Air Force. And when I signed up, I know what I signed up for. If they say, here's a gun, go out in the, in the field and, and, you know, protect yourself. You're going to do it.
2: Right. Right. I got a good story about that. When I joined the military, it was in the eighties and you know, it was in the height of the cold war and blah, 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 blah. And it, I was working in uh ninth air force headquarters in at Shaw air force base. And a bunch of generals comes, well, two generals and like five full bird colonels come in. And the last was uh, Colonel Peters. He was the, uh, commander or no he was the chief of staff of ninth air force and he comes rolling in and he goes get out you got it so we left so i go back to to my shop and i said and my boss is like what's going on what you know because why aren't you finishing the job you were supposed to be doing at 9th air force i said we got thrown out," and i told him the story and he goes colonel peters told you yes he did he said get out so i left so Nothing, you know. I didn't think nothing of it. I thought that they were having a meeting or whatever, and they didn't want us around, which I don't care about. But that night, I'm I'm laying in bed watching TV, and that was when we attacked Libya. The aircraft that bombed Libya was part of the Ninth Air Force Wing. So, the FB-111s out of uh, I think the FB, it was the FBs out of New York. We're actually part of uh, Ninth Air Force that, that blew up Gaddafi's crap and killed his family <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's it. We're going to war because that was the time when Gaddafi was playing line of death, you know, with Reagan. You know, this mm-hmm. is the line of death. You cross it, you die. OK, well, we're going to blow up your fucking house. All right. <laughs> there is no more line of death, you know. And that's why when 9-11 happened, Gaddafi was the first one going, hey, I had nothing to do with this. You guys want to come in and talk to me? We'll talk. Everything's good. He didn't want to piss around because he knew Reagan, you know, Reagan had already demonstrated, we can hit you whenever we feel like it. Our intelligence is that good. We knew what your house was. We knew where you lived. And we happened to kill your family. You know, it's, it's too bad that none of the bullet, none, none of the 20 millimeter shells that were fired from that aircraft actually hit you. But, you know, just to let yeah. you know, we can get you when we want you.
1: Well, you you know, they might have hit him. He might have been just um, hyped up on steroids.
2: Yeah. That was a terrible segue.
1: Fuck you very much. Uh,
2: um, Apparently, this past week, Mark McGuire issued a statement that he was taking steroids. Everybody that's completely shocked, please raise your hand. (laughs) Uh, You know, if you you remember Mark McGuire when he first started baseball, he was – part of the smash brothers with him and jose canseco when they played for the a's at that time mark mcguire was not that big a guy i mean he was a big guy but he was nowhere near as big you know as he was when he became big mac and he was hitting 70 home runs a year um the funny thing is it i mean if you look at him and you look at barry bonds bonds was the same way when bonds left pittsburgh he probably didn't weigh 110 pounds. He gets out to San Francisco. The next thing you know, he's 250. He's got a Mardi Gras float for a head, and he's crushing the ball. You know, he, he's pounding home runs every third at bat. You know, uh, I, I really have. You know, there's there's two different ways to look at this, and mine is, if you use a performance enhancing drug of any kind. You don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care who you are. Mark McGuire crushed home runs. He, he had the batting titles and blah, 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 blah. He but doesn't why is this coming
0: th- out now is what I'm, I'm wanting to know. Well, he's he just now coming out to this?
2: Well, because he was offered a job as the batting coach for the Cardinals. And in an effort to get the media off of his back, he said, yeah, I did it. You know, because – Everybody knew he did it. So he's, okay, yeah, I did it, you know, and, and, I'll, and he made this big apology and he was crying on TV and it was also sad. And the bottom line is he, he screwed himself. Anybody that, that does any kind of performance-enhancing drugs, that's who you screw. You know, you could say everything you want about, you know, Babe Bruth about Mickey Mantle. You know, Mickey Mantle would show up the games hungover, still drunk, blah, 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 blah. And he was an alcoholic and he had to have a liver replacement and all that stuff. But he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. As far as I know, there is no uh, commonality between use of alcohol being an, a performance-enhancing drug. Um, it, it's just ridiculous. That so is he in
0: the Hall of Fame, Mark no. McGuire?
2: Not no. yet. Well, no, he, he was he was nominated for the last three years and turned on every time because of just because of the uh, alleged steroid use.
0: Yeah. So now he screwed himself completely.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you cut its
0: common knowledge.
2: Well, apparently they said that at the time when he was testifying in front of uh, Congress, when they had the, because our Congress has nothing fucking better to do except hold hearings on steroid use in professional baseball, whatever the fuck that's about. But he, you know, he tried to testify at that time that he was doing it and he was trying to get a plea deal. Uh He said, I'll testify against whoever, you you know, I'll testify, I'll drop everything. I want immunity. And they wouldn't give him immunity. So he pled the fifth. You know, whereas Bonds basically perjured himself. And that's why, you know, they're they're pur- pursuing uh, criminal charges against Bonds for perjury to a Senate investigation. So you know, while, you know, the apology and the crying and all that stuff's all well and good and there's, you know, people out there, oh, you should forgive him. He, he did wrong, he broke the rules. The rules are very simple. It says don't do fucking steroids. I did steroids. All right, so what he are, broke the rules.
0: What are they it's doing like- now to uh to keep people from doing steroids here in the
2: they supposed to be steroid testing, but I there was supposed to be steroid testing at that time too. So I don't know if you know, they got their buddy to piss in a cup or how that actually worked that they were able to um, continue to play while using steroids. But that would also lend to somebody had to be complicit with it. Be it, you know, if you get somebody to piss in a cup for you, they know what you're doing.
1: Well, you know, baseball is very, very lax on the rules. And they're very lax on drug testing. You know,
2: whereas in the NFL, if you get busted for pot, You know, once, you get a one-game suspension, I think. And if you get busted the second time, I think it's three- or six-game suspension. And and then when you get busted the third time, like Ricky Williams, they kick you out for the season. So, it's like, you know, you know you're going to be tested. You know, especially if they get you the first time, they're going to get you again. Uh Even though it's random testing, once you fail it once, it's going to be a lot more random. yeah. You know,
1: so it, and, if- and it, it,
2: but the thing is, it, it's the rule, and if you know it's the rule, and I can't do this because it's against the rules or there is a penalty, and I elect to do it anyway, you know, then screw you, you know. It, it's not like he can't he can he could say, I never knew that steroids were illegal. You know, and steroids have yeah. always been illegal in baseball. You know the. They became illegal in football first. Mm -hmm. And then after the fact, they said, oh, well, you know, anything that makes you bigger, stronger, faster, you know, it's a performance-enhancing drug. You know, they're not letting Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because he gambled. They sure as hell can't let him in because he used steroids.
0: So if, if all the players stopped using steroids in baseball, how would that affect the game? You think there'll just be less home runs? Would that change who wins, who loses?
2: No, I, I don't. I, I mean, like I said, if, if you look back when, you know, um, when Babe Ruth did it and he was hitting all those home runs, they didn't have steroids. He pounded the shit out of a ball that wasn't as tightly wrapped. You know, baseballs now, or they, they call them juiced, because they're so tightly wrapped that they jump off the bat. You have a better chance of hitting a home run with one of these baseballs, than you do one of the baseballs that Ruth used. Um, the so the bats that then were heavier. I mean, the, so that's why I don't get
0: a, the steroids and why they're using. I mean,
2: well, it gives it gives, a, it gives a guy that has a, a like Bonds. Bonds had a lot of talent. He played in Pittsburgh for quite a few years, and when he was here, he was a, 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 he was above average. I mean, he wasn't a, a great, uh, especially in the playoffs. He he couldn't hit anything in the playoffs. But I mean, during the regular season, he he wouldn't have he didn't have as many home runs as he did later in his career, which would make no sense. You know, it would seem that the older you got, the fewer home runs you got because your bat speed would slow down. You know, I mean, which would just make sense. Um. You know. Plus, your head doesn't freaking grow after the <laughs> age of thirty, and I mean, if you look at his ma- Corey, yeah. see if see if we can get pictures from Barry Bonds when he played in Pittsburgh, and when he played in uh for the Giants, and put them on the site. I'll see if I can find those
0: for us. So we need to do a mashup and put Mark McGuire, younger,
2: yeah. older. If you can get the younger and older pictures, we'll, we'll put them on the site and just so that our viewers can you know, check it out and see what I'm saying. If you look at the, the picture of Barry Bonds when he played for the, for the Pirates in the 80s and you compare him to what he looks like playing for the Giants, well, up to two years ago or whatever, whenever they, they fired or cut him or whatever they did with him. But if you see the two of them, you can definitely say before steroids, after steroids.
0: Well, wasn't there a joke about Barry Bonds in The Simpsons where he, uh, he had a giant head? He had gigantism.
2: Yeah. It's I mean, like I said, it, it, he had this little peanut head when he played for the Pirates. And he goes out to San Francisco. Now, he was like 23, 24 when he went to San Francisco. Maybe he's maybe may even been older than that. I don't even know how old he was. But when he left, he was a little skinny guy. He gets to the Giants, and the next thing you know, oh, well, I was lifting weights. How the fuck you lift weights with your head? Because yeah. <laughs> your head's
1: way bigger than it was. Well, well, here's the question now. These guys, you know, use steroids. It's been confirmed. What do we do with the record books? What do we do with these records they did? Should we just put a line through and say, uh, never mind? Well, no. So- I mean, that goes back to the thing with the asterisk. There should be an
2: asterisk next to Barry Bonds where he – Broke Babe Ruth's record, yes, he did, but he was under the influence of performance-enhancing drugs. The fact that McGuire broke uh, Roger Maris's single-season record, you know, there's an asterisk next to it because he did it under performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, I, I don't think you can you can scrap it, you know, and, and if you look at it <laughs> when. All that stuff was happening when McGuire and uh, Sammy Sosa were fighting it out for who was going to break Maris's record first. Uh, it was really f- kind of odd because everybody in, in the country rallied around it. I mean, even if you didn't like baseball or watch baseball or whatever, because I gave up on baseball after the last strike, I was still interested in it, you know, in, in, the, in the race, but then, like two years later, when Bonds does it, nobody cares. And I think part of that is because Bonds was, or ps- I not Bonds, um, Sosa and McGuire were likable guys, you know, and everybody. It's real easy for people to cheer for the likable guy. Yeah. Bonds is a jackass, <laughs> and that's what it was. Nobody wants to cheer for the jackass. And so, yeah, it's, it's really sad that, that, you know, the, the people that kids look up to, you know, a lot of kids look up to sports figures and when you have sports figures that say, okay, well, I'm going to take a shortcut. What does that tell the kids? What does that tell your fans that are, you know, paying, you know, most of them, pay a lot of money to go see you, you know, to go see you play. And you're basically telling, I don't give a shit if you come see me or not. You know, I I have no loyalty to you. The only person I have loyalty to is myself. And I'm going to break all these records because I'm going to cheat. I'm going to take a shortcut. It's not that I didn't get this good because I worked hard. It's I got this good because I cheated and that's, that's the lesson here, boys
1: and girls. Right. All right. I think we're done with the sports section of the show tonight. That, that's one thing we had. <laughs> we had to talk about that this week because it was just like all over the place. I mean, everywhere from ESPN to your, your local news was talking about McGuire.
2: And they, and they all showed him crying like a little girl.
1: I know. And I look at him was like, dude, you're fucking old now. What the hell happened to you? Yeah.
2: No, that's because he quit using fucking steroids and he
1: shrunk down to normal size.
0: Oh, did they show me? Is he is he a lot smaller?
1: Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, he is. Oh definitely. I mean, he he's a lot. smaller. I haven't seen him. Well, you flick on any channel, you can probably go like on YouTube and watch like the the uh, the uh not, not ESPN was it? It was uh, Bob Costas show, whatever the heck that is.
2: That's on HBO.
1: HBO, that's what it is. It was on HBO, so you probably find someone that put it up on YouTube. But uh, yeah, he looks a hell of a lot different.
2: Yeah, because it's the he's you know, not lifting weights all the time and he's not doing the steroids. So he looks like he did when he played for the A's pre-steroid use.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's go to the next story here. A little little geekiness here. Uh, A little sadness in my part. Uh, Spider-Man 4, which was the fourth, obviously the fourth Spider-Man film that was going to be directed by Sam Raimi with, you know, Tobey Maguire coming back to play, you know, Spider-Man apparently they wanted to get the film out by 2012 and Sam Raimi because of script problems and whatnot couldn't do it. So he had to leave the project and uh, Tobey Maguire went with him. So the studio now wants to still have a 2012 film, but they're going to reboot the series with a script they've been holding on to with Peter Parker being in high school again.
2: That'll suck.
1: Yeah. Well. Lame. Well, yeah, that's the thing that sucks. It's, You know, Spider-Man 4, in my opinion, I think Spider-Man 4 was going to probably be the last film in the series because...
0: Because Toby's too old now.
1: Well, it's not that Toby's too old. All the big Spider-Man enemies essentially have been already put in the first three films. Who's left?
2: Well, according to this, John Malkovich is going to play the Vulture.
1: Okay, but the Vulture really isn't one of the big ones. The only one left they could do would be Kingpin, in my opinion. Kingpin was one of the, the you know, the big, the very fat uh, white guy in the white suit with the cane.
0: Well, no, no, no,
2: because they killed him in Daredevil.
1: Yeah, I, I know, and he was also Vin Rames played him, and that just was wrong on so many levels.
0: Yeah, but I How think they it? screwed themselves by putting two enemies in the last Spider-Man. They could have, you know, they could have milked you know, it, it a little better.
1: And it well, wasn't yeah. that good. And it wasn't that good of a movie. It felt well, like, okay, we're gonna fight one guy. Okay, you're done. Okay, we're gonna fight the other guy. It's like,
2: wow. well, it was, it was kind of like the. The last Star Wars, you know, where they're just trying to tie everything up in the last five minutes, and that's what it was, you know. And, and it's like they didn't really get into the. I mean, there were so many different ways they could have went in that episode, you know, in that last show, you know. And, and I agree with you. I mean, like when they had the Superman or Spider-Man Two with uh, Doctor Octopus. And everything was just focused on that. That was a that was a really yeah. good
0: move. You got to have that, one enemy to focus on.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think when they did the, the last one with Sandman, um, Venom. Yeah, Venom, and what, what was the other one?
1: There was a third, wasn't there?
2: Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> that's
2: a good question.
0: The guy from the, the guy from the first Spider-Man's son.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. The Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin.
0: Hobgoblin yeah. two.
1: Which we expected that to happen anyway. Since yeah, because
0: they kind of they kind of
2: showed that, and and I expected that to be the seer, you know, the show.
1: Yeah, well, I did too. But in all honesty, when the first Spider-Man came out, I wanted to see Venom. To me, Venom is like one of the coolest enemies Spider-Man has ever had. I mean, that's from the '80s. That's my childhood. Growing up, Venom first appeared, and it was just like, and of course, Sandman is one of the, probably the oldest, if not you know, probably the oldest enemy Spider-Man has. And I wanted to see him too, but you know, spread him out over movies, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think he was pressured. I bet Sam Rain was pressured by the studios to say they probably said let's let's throw everything at this one. Let's put this enemy and that enemy and this enemy.
1: But but the thing is here, it's like this script must have been so screwed up that they had to keep you know doing rewrites on it.
2: You know who would be awesome to direct this? Who? Kevin Smith.
1: Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, Kevin, Kevin Smith writes comic books and he he wrote the Superman Returns. He wrote one of the scripts, which was rejected. He's really into comic books, so that might work out. I, I, I think that,
2: that if you got somebody like Kevin Smith who would be all about the actual integrity of Spider-Man, I think that it would be phenomenal.
0: I don't think he wants to do it. I've uh, Have you watched those specials with Kevin Smith? A yeah. night with Kevin Smith. Yeah, I think from what I what I've seen, he doesn't want to do it.
2: I think that if he was given the opportunity, he would. I, well, I think I think that he has to say, "Yeah, I don't want to do it" because he's you know. lazy.
0: Though he doesn't want to work at it.
1: <laughs> well, I think. Well, here's the thing, though: is is if he was going to do it, I think he wants to help write the the script. Also, I don't think he just wants to come in and direct someone else's script. Right. Yeah. Because you know he's going to come and say, no, 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 Spider-Man doesn't do this in the comic books. It, issue four twenty-three, he did this. That's wrong. He, he would have to rewrite somebody else's script. You know.
2: Yeah, I think that. But you know, Kevin Smith's dialogues. I mean, uh, if you've watched any Kevin Smith movie, he writes all the dialogue, and he is so creative. It's it's unreal. I mean, he's. He's one of the better directors out there, you know, and he doesn't get his props because he does the Jay and Silent Bob stuff. But if you've seen Zach and Mary make a porno, that's hilarious. I mean, is it pretty good? It, oh, it's it's very good. That's I've phenomenal.
1: They filmed yeah, you, it. They filmed it in a shitty town, though. But it's a great film.
2: Oh, bite me! <laughs> I just drove past that house today.
1: Oh, did you really? Yes, I did. Cool. But. First of all, I, I really think that uh, this probably would have been the last film of the series, and now I think I think it's just going to be like, who's going to want to see this?
2: Well, what about this? What, why couldn't they take it and tie it in? You know, because that's what they're doing with um, with the Iron Man. Oh you know? yeah,
1: you mean like the uh, the Avengers thing they're trying to to lead up? Yeah,
2: because they're gonna. From what I read, they're going to bring in Ed Norton to play the Hulk, and you know it's going to be the Avengers.
1: And there's a Captain America movie coming out, and supposedly, yeah. uh, supposedly one of the deleted scenes from the Hulk movie had uh, had a the Captain America shield and ice or something like that. Right, I saw that. So yeah, I could see them linking it, but and I thought Spider Man was supposed to be, I thought Spider Man was supposed to be in that movie too, the Avengers movie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, that's
0: different. Different properties, right? Isn't Spider-Man Marvel?
1: They're all Marvel. Yes. It's all Marvel. Yes. Oh, okay. Iron Man's Marvel. Yeah, it's all Marvel. All that's all, all. that stuff's Marvel. Iron Man, Hulk, all that shit's Marvel. I'll tell you what. Have you
2: seen the preview for Iron Man two?
1: Oh my God, I'm drooling. That is so. <laughs> that looks so awesome. It, it looks. I hope it's as good as the previews make it. Yeah,
2: I mean, if it's just if it's half as good as the previews, it's going to be phenomenal. Well, what
0: it's do you it? think about Don as War Machine though?
1: I can handle it. I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah. You'll miss the other guy that played uh, in the first one.
1: No, I'm not gonna miss him at all. It's not like.
2: Yeah, I really didn't have a whole. I don't have a whole lot of loyalty to to the second rate characters. But what I'd like to see is what they do with Samuel L. Jackson. That's gonna be so, interesting. If they, you know, if they bring him back, or if if that's gonna be a different movie, because that may be a different movie, because I didn't see. Oh, the him. Nick Fury thing. Yeah. I didn't see him in any of the previews for Iron Man.
1: I heard he's in it, though. So he may be a secondary character, or something like that. Right?
2: Or it may be a setup for the third movie.
1: Or, which a set, is gonna, or, or set up for the, the for the the Shield movie.
2: Yeah, or, I don't know.
1: There's so much shit here. It's just you know we you, you geek out on it. it. Could be so many different ways. Yeah,
2: and the thing is, you know, now uh, with the success of Avatar. You know, it, it's kind of like the Matrix, you know, uh-huh. uh, when the Matrix came out and everybody said, oh, that's so cool. You know, the you know, we're going to do this special effect where the camera rotates and blah, 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 blah. And they do that and they overdo it. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking that it's going to be the same thing where, oh, everybody's going to have to shoot a 3D movie, you know, with all these special effects just so it could be like avatar i th- i think that avatar in its in and of itself is a good movie and it lends to it uh, but i've read plenty of reviews where people said it really doesn't need to be in 3d the story stands well enough on its own to yeah. be you know that you don't need that
1: yeah i w- let's just hope that you know they don't you know the Marvel comics and stuff like that. They don't start putting the 3D in the movies just because that's the big thing right now.
2: It's- yeah, and there, there were in fact there was a thing where um, at CES that was the the big gadget. Oh yeah,
0: every every TV that's coming out after this after this year is going to have 3D or coming out this year.
2: Which I don't understand how that would work, you know because. But I-
0: I understand why they want to do it in movies because they – you pay a higher price, a premium for it.
1: But here's the thing. You, it doesn't translate to the home yet. That's the problem. Yeah. Avatar, Avatar – That's is what they
0: want. Them. They want you to go to the theater to see it. They don't want you to pirate it off the internet. They want you to pay more and see it in the theater. You know.
1: But here's the problem. Avatar made over a billion dollars worldwide now how the hell are they going to release that on DVD? They need to get the technology out there pretty damn quick before that comes out on DVD, Blu-ray.
0: Well, they uh they're partnering well, they with two- Panasonic. That's that's the that was at CES.
1: But there's also a 2D version. Yeah, but who wants to watch the 2D version?
0: I've heard it's just as good. Yeah.
1: I've heard it's not as good either, but
0: Well, the thing was, I was uh Leo uh
2: Laporte said on I don't remember if it was Twitter or Break Weekly. It was it was Twitter. That he said he would rather he would have rather seen it in two D. He said the three D just you know basically took took too much away from the actual movie itself.
1: I don't know. I, I'm afraid of three D because. It's gonna be like the films back in the 80s and the 90s, like the Friday the 13th Part Three, where they're, you're gonna get these lower lower budget films where they're gonna just start sticking things at you, you know? They're not. Yeah, gonna that
0: already stuff. happens now.
1: Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, like um, My Bloody Valentine, they're gonna do the stuff that goes, "Boo!" It's coming towards you instead of the, uh, the depth perception stuff where the people are closer to you in the front than the back, and it looks well, really.
0: I think it's gonna change now that Avatar has come out because, uh, he didn't go for those gags. Because yeah, but,
1: think, but the problem is, though, th- that 3D is popular. Other people are going to go for that. Yeah. Well,
2: the other thing is, too, there, there's plenty of people that are getting uh, physically ill watching 3D. Yeah.
0: You
2: know, because it's it's not true 3D. It's simulated 3D, and it, it ends up screwing with your depth perception. That, that,
0: that's the same thing they said about first-person shooters when they first came out.
2: Well, yeah, I I know. I used to get I used to get vertigo when they first came out, but right, uh, you gotta you gotta push through that, suck it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, you know, let's get back to the stories here. Uh, A little side note story because of Spider Man. Apparently, and I never, I didn't know about this. Apparently, Broadway was going to have an upcoming Spider Man musical called "Turn Off the Dark" that had U2's Bono and The Edge doing the music and lyrics. Well, apparently, it was supposed to open up February twenty fifth. And production stopped last year because of financial difficulties, so they're giving everyone a refund. Did you guys even know this musical was coming out?
0: No. Nor, nor did we care.
1: No, that's <laughs> – well, I, I put it in here for that exact reason. It was like Spider-Man the musical. Who the fuck wants to go see that? Well, who
2: was it? Was, wasn't was it you 2 that did the soundtrack on the first Spider-Man? I don't know.
1: Uh, I, I don't – I don't. I don't
2: know i I, th- I thought they did i, I thought that they uh, i want to say they did at least the it might have been the title track but anyway you know maybe they have some deep love for you know the spider-man song or whatever um but apparently it had it had a budget of fifty million bucks
1: Jesus christ i mean what what did they do take the old the old um Peter Pan set you know, so they could hook up Spider-Man on the wires and have him fly around or what?
2: I do not know.
1: I mean.
2: You know, I, the thing is, though, I think that – and going back to the, the previous story, um, because they mentioned Tobey Maguire in here, I think that he's making a huge mistake. Uh,
0: Sam Raimi or Tobey Maguire?
2: Maguire. So, well, I think Maguire really is because he is so – tightly associated with spider-man you know he's done other stuff but nothing has had the impact of spider-man
0: and nothing ever will either
2: no i mean because there are people that go to see um superhero movies
0: but i don't think he's a fame seeker i think he's kind of a quiet guy and that's that's the way he is he doesn't want all the publicity
2: yeah but i mean it's not as much even publicity as it is money i mean right you know I think that he he would have stood to, to make a, a truckload of money, you know, and it doesn't make sense. You know, th- this is the only role he's ever had where he made killer money. Yeah, And I don't see too many other roles for him that would make, you know, unless he's going to play Harry Potter in the next.
1: Well, that's know, the <laughs> thing. That's the thing is he's kind of dorky, but he's not dorky enough and he's definitely not a sex symbol. So I mean, what kind of roles is he going to get? Like the like the best friend type of roles or something in a movie?
0: Have you seen it, the he, brothers movie he was in?
1: No, and I had no interest in seeing that either.
2: <laughs> well, no, he, he'll end up doing, you know, movies where like romantic comedies where he's some chick's best friend or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to be the best friend. He'll be the gay neighbor or whatever. <laughs> but he's not going to he's not going to be, you know, yeah. he,
1: you're going to remember him as Peter Parker, Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. I mean, and there are certain actors that, you know, like uh, the all the kids that are in uh, the Harry Potter stuff, that's who they're going to be. You know, Emma Watson is going to be Hermione Granger, and that's where she's going to get all her money. And she's going to continue to draw royalties on that until the day she dies.
1: And thank God she's got eight films coming out of it, so. Exactly. Well, once
0: they get to the end, there's no more they can do unless no. –
2: no, but yeah. then, but the thing is, though, that at that point they live on royalties. You know, uh, those kids will never want for anything in their lives.
0: Are you sure they're going to get royalties, though? They may have signed their life away when they Yeah, started. but I don't, I, I don't okay. think they signed,
1: I, I, no, I don't think they signed their lives away at the beginning because I remember there was a thing like, after I think the third film, it's like, are these actors going to come back to play the role even though they're getting older and stuff like that? So I think it was still up in the air.
2: Yeah, they, they, they got it. Uh, in fact, they, they were just saying that when, Emma Watson turned 21. She got some ridiculous, like trust fund. Yeah, because everything went into a trust. She got something ridiculous, like 17 or 18 million dollars.
0: I just need one, and I'll be happy.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, but the the thing—that's my point. These kids aren't going to have to do anything again. You know, they they finish out the the Harry Potter series and they're done you know it's like okay i'm out you can go live on an island and
1: yeah thank you very much go do some go do some like comic cons and some conventions like that oh yeah
2: you, you could you imagine the the dude to play i can't even remember his name either, the dude to play harry potter showing up he's about 45 fat <laughs> i blew all my money on booze Come here, kid. Let me sign your autograph. See the scar on my head? All right, I'm Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, you know. Mr.
2: Potter, why did you write Harry Potter says fuck off? All right, whatever. Get out of here. Bait it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody get me a hot dog.
1: All right. Going from hot dogs to our final story, the sex story of the night. And believe it or not, boys and girls, for a second week in a row, this isn't my story. Brian, take it away.
0: All right. This is a good one. So, so we say. Um, this story takes place in uh, the Las Vegas, I guess, porn convention, uh, adult expo, and basically, a sex robot focuses on appealing to the mind. Um, a New Jersey company says it's developed the first, the world's first sex robot, a life-sized doll that's designed to engage the owner with conversation rather than life life movement. Okay. Basically, this is the Teddy Ruxpin of sex dolls. <laughs> um, all the all the doll does is it has sensors all over its body, and when you touch a certain sensor, the robot will say something romantic or sexual or something like that. It doesn't move. It doesn't do any of that. Um, the doll costs seven to nine thousand dollars, is what it says. But there's no sex involved. It's not a sex robot.
1: They call that a wife,
2: by the way. If anyone is curious. Right. Now hold on a second. Uh, I have a question. Sure. They have a porn convention in Las Vegas, and we didn't attend.
1: Well, it's the same, <laughs> and it's the same week as CES, the Consumer Electronics Show.
2: I don't give a damn, Corey. Why aren't you booking us for this shit? We, our viewers, want to know what's going on at the porn
0: convention.
1: Average slash exactly. jo- donate, donate money. We'll go look at porn stuff for you.
0: <laughs> we'll interview some porn stars. You, yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, Leo had put
2: up a thing one time a while back, but, and he took it down because he said he got in trouble for it, but it was a list of porn stars you can follow on Twitter. Oh, I remember this. So I start following uh, Jenna Hayes is one of them. There, there was four or five of them. I'll tell you what. She had the funniest post I have ever seen. And she said... Was it her, though? Yeah, it's her. Because every now and then she's like, yeah, I'm going to get my nails done. And she just stupid crap. And... But she said, you can't be... You can't call yourself a porn star unless you do anal. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is just so funny. You know, the... And I I follow her and Jesse Jane, and just to hear, I mean they have like regular lives. They're like, well, I'm going to the airport, and I'm going to do this show, and I'm going to do, you know, and I'm oh, I'm going to go do this, and I, you know, I'm going to get ready to shoot, you know. Jesus I heard the Christ, opposite
0: so I remember Leo saying that they were boring. I
2: uh, it I guess it depends who it is. Yeah. Because he said he took it down because somebody had written him and said, Why are you doing that? My hus- I let my husband listen to you because he's a recovering sex addict and you had nothing sexual <laughs> on your show. And you know, now there's this big thing where, you know, you're telling him how to find porn stars online. And it's like
1: You know, this uh, this Oh yeah, go ahead.
0: Well I was gonna say this doll I mean this story is funny. They put the word sex in it, but the doll doesn't do any kind of act. You can't even move it. Or it doesn't move. All it does is it, say stuff yeah, when but, you touch it. it,
2: it. <laughs> it's link bait.
0: Yeah. And it has, a, <laughs> it has a laptop so you can program it to learn new words and new sayings. Ooh.
1: Do me,
2: do me, do me.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't understand why someone would pay $9,000 to hear romantic things out of a inanimate object.
2: I do. Because, why? you know, think about it. Think about it. It keeps you Fantasized, company.
0: right? <laughs> sure,
2: you can talk to it. Hey, how's your, how was your day? Fine. How was yours? You know, then you just can go shut the fuck up and walk away.
0: Yeah, and it can doesn't go back chase talk,
2: you. Right? It, yeah, that's right. There's no back talk. It's not going to chase you. It's not going to argue with you. You come in and go. I had a shitty day. Touch my boobs. Okay, great.
0: So you have sex with your wife and then you talk to your robot. Is that what you're saying?
1: Actually, sure, I think it's the other way. I think it's the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> I mean, uh, i, I just—it's this. Just, this is for the really deranged guy that lives by himself. You know, it's just the guy—the guy. The guy oh, that, and there's a lot
0: of those out there.
1: Well, you know, the guy that has no friends that you know uh, thinks women will never look at him, which they probably don't anyway.
2: Well, the thing is, if it's it's seven grand, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that it? It's seven grand. Uh, the reason it's seven grand is there's people that will pay for it. Well, it includes a laptop. Well, I think it's it's nine thousand dollars for for the laptop.
1: <laughs> so why did you buy this doll? I need a laptop. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. i will tell you
2: what, that's got to be a pretty badass laptop for two grand. Because it goes from seven thousand to nine thousand, including the laptop.
1: It's probably a five hundred dollar netbook.
2: If, do if that. Mean- It's an interface. It's not gonna. You don't need a whole lot. It's a fucking USB cable that plugs into it.
1: So basically, it's just like basically she's just a seven thousand dollar USB key.
0: Yeah, for all intents and purposes, yeah. Oh, she has sensors though. Oh, oh, look! I can make her talk. Really? That's why. That's why I said it's a Teddy Ruxpin for adults. (laughs)
1: You you know, and I know you gotta Walmart. Hey, you you gotta flip the tape over. I will clean clean for you. They got those stupid little like. Dolls for kids where you push my paw and it says something. Push, you know, push the heart says something. It's like
0: that's what it is.
1: That's what it is. It's just on a, a more adult scale,
2: grander scale. There's just more, more different sensors. I guess that's that's half the fun is finding all the sensors.
0: <laughs> I well, I, I did know. you read the backstory of why he came up with this? Did you get to that part?
1: No, I didn't. What's the re- what's his backstory?
0: I mean, it's kind of sad. It says he was. Hines was said he was expired to create the robot after a friend died in 9-11, in the 9-11 uh, terror attacks.
1: So you tell me this looks like one of his friends that died in the 9-11 terror attacks? I,
0: I don't know. It's just so, kind of creepy. Well,
1: so uh, that and, makes and, him even weirder. And one
2: of says it got him thinking about preserving his friend's personality to give his children a chance to interact with him as they were growing up. And then – looking for commercial applications for artificial personalities. He initially thought he might create a home health service, a home health care aid for the elderly. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you get an old dude who's got to carry this 600 pound fucking robot around so that they can talk dirty to him. <laughs> Be sure to check your pulse. Oh, come here,
1: you big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't know. I mean, you know, you got the internet. If you're that lonely, there are ways to keep yourself entertained online. Whether it's sexual or non-sexual, you can talk to people online if you want to have conversation. It sure as hell is not going to cost seven to nine thousand dollars. Amen. I mean, I mean, really. If well, you know, it could.
2: It could. It depends how fucking well, weird
1: you are. It, it it could. It, agreed, but. It's a little bit.
0: This more- is the anti sex story right here. <laughs> what do you, I mean, if you remember back in the 80s,
2: well, eight, late 80s, early 90s, when the 900 numbers came out, there were people that were racking up thousands of dollars worth of phone bills. Oh, that's true. To, just because they wanted to call and have somebody talk dirty to them. Little did they know it was me on the other end. <laughs> yeah, you are so hot. Do me, do me, do me. <laughs> I'm
1: you know- naked now. And you know and I know, some of, the, some, of the, some of these women with these sexy voices, they weigh more than you and me combined, Ward.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: That, that was – remember the Aerosmith video? Uh-huh. When, when –
2: uh, I don't remember what it was – which, uh, which song it was for.
1: I think it was the re-release of Sweet Emotion.
2: That's what it was, yeah. That's exactly what it was.
1: I'll see if I can put the link to that in AverageJoeShow.com too since we're talking about it. Yeah, that, that video yeah, – that's an old video now.
2: Yeah, but that was funny as hell.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it was hilarious. The, uh, <laughs> but that's true. And I worked at a Burger King drive-thru in my youth, too. And you hear a woman ordering food on the speaker. And you're like, oh, my God. She's got to be fucking huge because she sounds so sexy. And she comes around. And you're like, yep. Yep. You know, it's like.
2: The reason you sound so sweet is you're fat.
1: <laughs> fat chicks sound hot.
0: And we have a title.
1: I think we do. <laughs> there you go. Fat chicks sound so hot.
0: <laughs> back back on the subject a little bit. Did you guys watch Thirty Rock? Are you guys big Thirty Rock fans?
1: I occasionally watch it. because yeah,
0: um, no. yesterday they had uh, James Franco, um, who was in uh, Spider Man, and uh, he had an addiction to Japanese pillows that look like anime characters. <laughs>
1: That's funny though, is I was thinking of that when you were reading the story today, because I do remember that last night.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean. Do you, that, guys, do you guys watch The Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Oh yeah. the The last episode with Sheldon and the Hulk hands was wow. the funniest fucking thing I ever
1: saw. <laughs> Hulk sad.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I gotta get some of those. Hulk hands, yeah <laughs> i saw the episode i'm like i want those
1: <laughs> oh boy we are geeking out well i think on that note we need to wrap up this week's show i want to thank ward miller for being here and of course ward where can we find you online you can
2: find me at maxinlife.com and i
1: i am so glad you got that website yeah me too i mean really it's just it makes it so much easier you're telling me. Oh, yeah. And of course, we want to thank Brian Lee for being here this week, our guest host. And Brian, where are you online?
0: I'm at briansays.com, and I'm starting a new site this weekend called techsidestories.com.
1: Oh, is it going to be up this weekend?
0: It will be up this weekend, yep.
1: So that's techsidestories.com? com. Right. All right. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. TechSiteStories.com and Brian says it's B-R-Y-A-N-S-A-Y-S.com for those websites. And of course, you guys want to be guest hosts like Brian was this week. Head over to AverageJoeShow.com slash guest for information on it. We got spots open up in um, mid-February actually. I believe the 19th of February on is, is open now. We still got a lot of people coming in. So get your spots quickly. And of course, don't want to forget Next week, Barb's going to be on the show for our first, hopefully not last, live show. AverageJoeShow.com. Oh, that will be awesome. AverageJoeShow.com slash live, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday, January 22nd. Be there. Join us in the chat room. We're going to have a blast. Ward is going to be there this week, so you know we're going to turn it all the way up to 11. Make sure you're there. com slash live. What, Ward? That's what I plan on doing. Oh yeah, we are going to have a. Bl- I am so psyched for this. This has been going on for like three weeks now and it feels like every day is dragging until next Friday. Ever since i figured out that you could use the livestream.com and I could actually do this myself, I've been so pumped to do this.
0: So why did you pick livestream over Ustream? Just well, curious.
1: Well, here's the thing. Ustream, livestream can capture the sound card on the, on, of whatever's on the screen. Ustream cannot do that. I might because my, my computer, I can't get a wave out on the sound card. I've tried every which way but loose. Okay. So, and Skype is proprietary. So, you can't just grab it and, you know, shoot it anywhere you want. Right. So, Livestream lets me capture the, the speakers and the microphone at the same time. So, I can actually record or stream the Skype conversation. That's cool. So, that's why we're doing it. I found that out of about four weeks ago, and I played with it, and I almost had an aneurysm going, oh my God, we're going to do it now. So averagejoshowcom slash live next Friday, the 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We've already got, I know we got at least, I want to say a dozen, two dozen people that are going to be there confirmed. So I, I know we're going to have a blast there. And of course, you can send us emails about anything we say at talk at com. What you like, what you don't like, etc., etc. You can leave us a voicemail. Area code 813-915-6390. 813-915-6390. Maybe we'll play it on the air. If we like you, and if not, maybe we'll still play it on the air.
2: And we'll mock you.
1: We'll mock you anyway, whether we like you or don't. And, of course, you can find everything we talk about, show notes, links to our websites. Everything's at AverageJoeShow.com. You can even donate, and there's a link there and shows you where the money will go: better equipment, more podcasts, more live. Just remember that. Donate, help us out. We want to have a blast with us. We want to make this show the best damn podcast we can in two- 2010. I say 2000, but I like 2010 better. Well, I want to thank everybody out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of bandwidth, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next time, have a good one.